0: In my many years of experience, I can tell you now that it's something much deeper that you're likely not even aware of yet. It's like a client who comes to you saying they need a website or Facebook ads or maybe a mobile app developed, but they don't even realize the deeper challenge or opportunity that's blocking them from success. Now, if you'd like to find out what your deeper challenge is, then I wanna invite you to apply for a YouGurus strategy call where we'll dig into those underlying issues and get you moving forward like never before. The aha moments will shift the way you think forever, and you'll finally get the answers as to why your business hasn't taken off. The number one most important decision to rapidly grow your business starts by booking your strategy call. Go to yougurus.com apply to start your application process for this free call. Once again, go to yougurus.com apply to get started. All right, let's introduce today's guest. Hey, what's up podcast listeners, digital agency owners, welcome to another episode of the Digital Agency Show. Really excited to have you guys here for another week of great content. Today, our guest, David Valentine, is a poet, prophet, teacher uh, who wants to see businesses thrive through engaging social media execution. He's worked with Fortune 500 companies and startups to drive leads and sales. He lives in Fort Worth with his Uh, wife Rachel and two kids Eli and Haiti and uh, David is also a graduate of our 10k boot camp so we're uh, really excited to welcome uh, one of our own community members to this week's podcast Uh, David welcome to the program.
1: Hey thanks Brent thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, so uh, why don't you just paint us a quick picture, like what uh, your agency is, is called uh, Rethink and um, what, uh, what are you guys all about? Like what's your main focus? How many people? What kind of projects do you guys take on?
1: Yeah, so uh, we are a social media agency and we kind of cover everything in the social media realm from you know, content creation, blogs and podcasts to uh, photography and video, the actual execution of social media management and then social ads as well. Um, and that's really the core of our business is doing all of that work. Uh, we s- kind of have a few niches that we work with. Uh, one of them, the best one that we work with is craft breweries. And that's delightful to not only get paid, but also get free beers, of <laughs> uh, working with those guys. And, uh, was
0: that accidental or intentional?
1: Oh, absolutely
0: intentional. I mean, come on, man. Why
1: not have a place where you can drink beer? That's fantastic. And you know, also get paid for the work you do. You can't beat that. So, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of what we do. We have uh, what are we at now? Um, we're actually down a couple staff members for various reasons. So I think that we're we're at five people right now instead of seven. But uh, yeah, we're going to be filling those seats soon. So
0: nice. So craft breweries is is one typical client. You guys typically do social media type projects. Um and and um. And you guys have about five folks in your team. Are you guys uh, remote, or do you guys have an office there in Fort Worth? Yes, we've got uh, we've got
1: an office here in Fort Worth, and it's where our staff gets together. And we kind of we kind of keep it fun. You know, when I started the agency, I actually had a business partner when we started. But one of the things that we talked about was we wanted to create a space that we would want to work in ultimately. And so, our staff culture is fun and funny and a little bit uh, crass at sometimes. We always joke that there's no HR department because if there was, we'd all be in trouble. Uh, <laughs> so
0: this this uh, is being recorded, David. Just just for your information, <laughs> if anything were ever to happen in the future, I am not I am not liable for this being public record. But just maybe we can set that set that uh, you know just just inform you of that before we move on. Uh, yeah, it's
1: probably a good call. I mean, uh, yeah, we all keep it totally buttoned up. We we never say anything that would remotely <laughs> be bad. Uh, it's interesting too because. Most of the staff is is women, and they are way worse than any of the men. I mean, they uh, <laughs> they throw out some dirty things. I'm like, wow, that you just said that. I can't believe that you just said that. So uh, it's a fun it's a fun environment, though. We have um we have a PS4 that if it's really been a slow day or it's actually been an extremely stressful day, we'll you know bust out the PS4 and start playing some uh, Star Wars Battlefronts or uh, something like that yeah. just kind of the kick it man and so um yeah we have a good time we go out a bunch together and we actually you know it's really nice to have friends that also work together and that's kind of what we've created is a bunch of friends that get to do great work
0: yeah i think that's a, a that's cool to hear that you guys have made uh your creative culture kind of fun and and um i do think that that's a a, a really important um Aspect of your team, you said something earlier. You said you uh, had a business partner when you started. I, I couldn't help but noticing uh, the past tense on that. So, uh, what what uh, was there? Something there? Do you still have a business partner today?
1: <laughs> I don't. Um, yeah. So whenever I started the agency, you know, we kind of started. I think uh, like a lot of agencies thinking we're going to be the full digital agency that does. Everything and so, <laughs> when I got started, when we got started, I started with my my best friend, uh, and we, you know, he kind of did the design work, and I was a copywriter, and I had a sales background, and so I said, well, hey, I'll do this, and you can do the design piece, and you can build websites, and you can do all that st- all that stuff, and then I can do kind of everything else, and that worked out for a while. um, But ultimately, uh, actually, you know, after graduating boot camp, I kind of kept working with my mentor uh, from boot camp and uh, ended up asking my partner to leave and then having to go through a buyout and found out that You know, even when you are best friends, it's really good to have an operating agreement that's sound for how you buy another partner out. So it became this whole mess, honestly, Brent, but it's been a really good thing for me. And I think it's been a good thing for him. It's been a year now since Mm. we split ways and, you know, the agency's grown since he's gone. Uh, and I think that he's kind of enjoying his life more, too, because I'm not barking at him all the time saying, hey, I need you to get this done like <laughs> last week. <laughs> um, but yeah, we no longer a business partner.
0: So you didn't have an operating agreement is kind of what I just heard from you that you you're kind of giving the the uh, our, our listeners the advice that they should have an operating agreement because you guys did not have an operating agreement. Is that kind of what I, I understood there? Yeah, I think some of the things that I learned,
1: Brent, were honestly, yeah, have an operating agreement. I mean, he was my, we really were each other's best friends. And so we just thought, hey, this is going to be, you know, we're going to ride into the sunset doing this. You know, when we exit, we'll both exit together because someone's going to buy us out because we're going to make it huge, you know. And so we never really had anything substantial that we could really go back to and say, well, yeah, we both agreed upon this. We'd always floated around these operating agreements to one another, but we never really settled on anything Mm. because we always got busy doing, like doing the work of the agency. And so we never prioritized it. And it was almost like one of those things that we were like, you know, we'll we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. And then we never got to it. And you know, the other thing that I kind of learned from this too was it's really tough to work with your best friend for a number of reasons and you really need to find a business partner who's equally, has an equal mindset, I think, that you have. And so I'm one of those guys that just always wants to grow. I always want to uh, expand and get bigger and have more staff and take on more risks. And that was not something that was really for him. He really was a guy that was okay, kind of making what he made. And he really just wanted to have like a, normal 40 hour work week, but kind of work for himself. And I was pulling like 80 hours, 60 to 80 hours every week and just killing myself. And he's just kind of taking it slow. And so that always caused friction was, you know, he's like, you need to take more time for your family. You need to do, you know, take more time for yourself. You need to quit burning the midnight oil. And I'm like, dude, we got to make some money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so I think that those are kind of the really big things that I, I took away from the entire, uh, you know, kind of snafu, um, is man, it was just absolutely brutal to have to have the conversation where, you know, you're like, Hey, Hey, I think you should leave. And I realized we're probably not going to talk again. (laughs) Uh, it's pretty brutal. And
0: you said, you said mindset. I mean, would I also, feel is or, or no is just you know a shared set of values it sounded like you valued the hard work the hustle the grind the growth and he had a different set of values I think when you are working had you guys ever gone and created like core values as a business I mean or maybe if you did maybe you maybe you didn't realize that you weren't really getting to the quote-unquote core of of how you really want to operate
1: yeah I think Uh, I think we did, we did have core values. The interesting thing about our core values were honestly, I think that they were my core values and then he just signed off on them. And Mm. so, yeah, to your point, you're right. It's, it's almost like, uh, you know, we had a different set of an entire different set of expectations for what we were creating even though we would use similar language, it actually meant different things.
0: Yeah, and so you know, so I you mean, initiated you initiated the breakup. <laughs> can we use the <laughs> word breakup? Right? Can we? Can yeah. You, I, you I, said no, uh, I, it's it's I, not you, it's me. But you have to get out, get your things.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, it was one of those things. So so I went through boot camp, and I saw incredible. I when mean, we saw incredible results in bootcamp. I mean, immediately during bootcamp itself, we signed over two hundred thousand dollars worth of business just in boot camp. And it was really phenomenal growth for us. And so it was it was tough to then go from that to again, we were still being that full digital agency doing everything. And so a lot of the contracts were like a website and a logo design on the front end, which was all his space. And then it was social media, you know, copywriting, blogging on the back end, which is really where we made all of our money pretty much. And so there were some missed deadlines on his part. There were some not happy clients. There were just some various things that went on that uh, we ended up losing pretty much all that business that we signed. And so that's a ton of money to have lost. And, Having to have that conversation was really difficult, but again, it was where I kept meeting with my mentor from boot camp, and, uh, he kind of just had this moment with me that was really profound because I was just kind of complaining. And I was like, Sheldon, I just can't, this is just, this is killing me. I can't believe that, you know, we've missed another deadline. We've got another client that's upset because he's not choosing to work on the weekends and holidays, but I am. And Sheldon just had this really, I think moment of clarity where he said, you know, the, the thing is, Dave, he's not taking from you. He's, he's really taking from your wife and your kids.
0: <laughs> and that's where it hit home to me. I was like, Oh Sheldon my did, God. He didn't, he didn't pull punches on that one.
1: No, man. And so literally I was like, okay, so I know what I need to do now. So I got on a, got on a plane because we were actually, we were all working remote at the time. And I, I, flew up to his place and I said, Hey, let's work together for a few days. And so I did. And on the last day I, I had the conversation with him out, uh, Brent, I was so sick. I didn't sleep the night before. I told him I was just miserable. I mean, just absolutely horribly miserable about it. Um, because I knew that it was going to, I knew it was going to hurt him deeply. I knew what it was going to mean for our relationship and I didn't want that, but it was what we needed to do to move forward. And, at this point, the proof's in the pudding. It's been so... I mean, we've just grown so So, so much. things
0: in the business are better.
1: Yeah. I mean, right now... Uh, so we, we went from being this full-service digital agency and, and really going through boot camp, I was seeing more and more we needed to not do that. And once he was gone, I really pulled the trigger and just said, all we do is social media. We we have these slices of social media that are all part of it, but all we do is social media. And doing that and then really niching down also into some specific industries that we wanted to target for our own clients. And we just said, who are our best clients? And so we ended up quadrupling our monthly recurring revenue in the first six months after we made that shift congrats thanks yeah it was massive and it was really really vital to have that kind of to have him gone and to have a really a narrowed a more narrowed focus and to do what we did really really well you know i mean it was one of those things where i would have conversations with current clients and i just say you know what do we do the best and they would just say look when you guys create content, whenever you're running our social media, uh, you know all of that and everything that entails that, including the social advertising. That's phenomenal, and the you know you guys have great results there. So that's what we love about it, and that's really why we made that pivot was to say, listen, we can do that. And bonus, it's all monthly recurring revenue for us. So we went from being a 90% project-based revenue stream where it's like, you know, on that treadmill, always <laughs> looking for the next project. Yeah. To we're now a 96% of our revenue in 2017 was monthly recurring. And then we had only 4% was projects. So it made it a lot easier to hire more staff to actually move into a an office space. We went from being all over the, the country to being all in the same room. And we've seen... Greater results, happier clients, and overall the business continues to grow like crazy. So
0: I mean that's a radical shift though, going from 90% project revenue hand to mouth to 96%. I mean, you you essentially just shifted your entire business model uh after that happened. I mean, that's and, and I just want to spend some time with that. Like when I feel like sometimes we have this thing, let's call it like yeah, I mean, everybody has like an albatross or some kind of weight or baggage that they're carrying around. And to, not to say that your, you know, your partner was a hundred percent, you know, baggage, uh, but obviously there was something there. There was incongruency. There was a, a a lack of aligned values, and and you, you know, made that change, which took a lot of fear. You had to overcome a lot of fear and overcome a lot of, uh, you know, I mean, that was probably difficult for you, right? I mean, just just to do that.
1: Oh my gosh! Yeah, I mean. I I had always, you know, I'm, I'm a person Brent that like, you know, you give me a stage and, and 3000 people and it doesn't scare me. I get excited and I get, I get pumped and I've done that before, you know, and that's okay. And so I've heard of people, you know, like throwing up before they go on stage (laughs) or before they play a big sports game or, or something like that. And I've never really understood that. I understand anxiety or, or, um, you know, a little bit or just like kind of butterflies or whatever, but this was the first time that I was like, "Oh my word! I feel like I'm about to die." I mean, it was just <laughs> like the most overwhelming feeling, and I just kept going over it in my mind and trying to figure out how do you do this well. Yeah, it was gut wrenching. I mean, it
0: was. I, I almost bad. feel like sometimes, though, when you when you make a decision or you come to a realization like that, that it's 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 almost unavoidable. Once once your mind kind of clicks and you realize. Oh gosh, I need to. You know, we need to go our separate ways, or we need to change our business model. Or we need to do like whatever. Like the the more time that passes, almost the usually the more intense that gets. So I can only imagine that you made that decision, and then you're, and then you had to book a flight, and you had to, like fly out there, and you guys worked side by side for a couple of days. I mean, did you were you thinking the whole time? Like at the end of this weekend, we're gonna I'm I'm gonna drop the bomb. Yeah, yeah. Or, or I were would. you still Were you still kind of Eh, maybe, maybe this will still continue. I mean, w- w- were you hundred percent committed?
1: I I was a hundred percent committed because I told my wife before I went that I was going to do it. <laughs> um, and I also, I also told Sheldon honestly, and I just said, Hey, I'm, I'm flying to Denver. I'm going to go meet with him and I'm, and I'm gonna, I'm going to do this. So you and had
0: a little bit of accountability between your spouse had- and your mentor. Yeah yeah, I had to,
1: I had to, because it was, you know, the prospect of going and doing that was uh, mortifying.
0: Yeah. But then, then you, you know, let's talk about the, the the other side. I mean, then you didn't have that weight or that, that conflict, I mean, I I can tell from my own personal experience, we went through something very similar at YouGurus once we decided that we weren't, you know, developing our own, our own platform, our own software to deliver our whole experience. And, you know, we had a third partner in the business and it was, um, you know, somebody that was a a best friend of mine from high school. And, and I don't think he was ultimately happy because we weren't really like, we weren't taking the company a hundred percent the way he wanted to. And we kept trying to find, you know, fit him into the new business, but it was pretty clear that he wasn't going to be doing his highest leveraged activity. And and I think initially we had that same kind of, you know, it was very painful. It was frustrating. And then I think as time passed though, what I what I found, and maybe you'll find this or maybe anybody that's listening that's had to break up with a a, a friend in the business is, and sometimes it probably goes this way, sometimes it probably doesn't. But for us, we actually, I think, we able to kind of forge a better friendship that was more based on our interests as humans and being friends than on this, um, this hundred percent work relationship where it was, you know, our friendship had, I think over the 10 years we worked together, had kind of turned more into, um, you know, a business relationship than necessarily a friendship.
1: Yeah. I think, I think for me, what, what I keep, hoping for is there'll be a point in time where we're able to rekindle our friendship. Um, but it hasn't happened yet. So I kind of keep waiting and and I, I, I know the specific date that, uh, you know, I told him. And so, you know, I've kind of been waiting for at least a year to eclipse for that to, for me to kind of reach out again and be Mm. like, Hey man. But you know, we live, we live in different States and, um, you know, we, we have just vastly different lives. Um, and so I think it, it would probably work if we lived in the same city and we're close in that way. I think that it would be mended a lot faster and we'd probably rekindle some of that quicker. Um, since there's, uh, hundreds of miles in between us, it's, it's difficult, I think.
0: So anybody who's thinking about going into business with one of their friends what would would you give them any advice like don't do it at all or you know just have an operating agreement you know I,
1: I i know it's a it's a common saying but expectations minus reality equals happiness and so i think if you're going to go down that road you really have to flesh out the questions i mean it's almost like you're getting married right you know i mean it it is and so you need to have the questions of okay so are you willing to work 80 hours a week? Do you or or are your weekends sacrosanct? Uh, you know, it, what are your expectations for exit? Like, what ha, what are your expectations? And go down the list of things. I mean, I would be so thorough about it because, oh my gosh, like it can just be insane the things that come up later that you're like, wait, I thought we were on the same page. So I'd say that's one, and then two, have an have an operating agreement like oh man have an operating agreement that works that defines how a buyout happens that defines you know who gets what uh and and that really allows you to stay friends that's and that's you know it's funny because i have had clients that are friends of mine and i insisted on a contract and i said hey listen contracts keep friendships <laughs> and then I didn't have it with my own business partner. So yeah, I mean, I think that those are the two items that are absolutely necessary.
0: Yeah. We, when, when, when Steve and I created our agency, we did not have an operating agreement when Really? We, uh, yeah. And uh, I mean, fortunately, I mean, we, we were able to, uh, I think we, we still, when we sold that business, we were just starting to get uh, what I'd call like real responsibility in life. Um, you know, we both gotten uh, married, and you know, we're starting to to you know get mortgages and kids and that kind of stuff. So it, I think we we were just on the cusp of like real world responsibility, and I think that that's uh, that, that 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 helped in a way that we sold the business right as that was happening. So we both did exit at the same time. Um, but then I think as we we formed YouGurus, we definitely sat down with a lawyer and and um we had some other partners and 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 there was a lot you know 60 page agreement that says you know a lot of different things about how you um how you exit what are you know what kind of expectations that are on you while you're in in the partnership and 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 when money gets distributed and how and all that kind of stuff and you know that they, they cover 50 different angles most of which we'll never touch but then you know when when we did buy out our other partner it was really clear it was like this is how we put a value on the business and here's how we buy out your shares and here's what, you know, you get, what you don't get. And here's how it happens. And and there was no, like, you know, there was no way to drag that. It was, it was so clear and everybody had signed it. So it was kind of like how things just went down. So, um, smart man. Yeah. That's so smart. I think that what I learned from that process was, you know, sitting down with a third party. So sitting down with, you know, yeah, it's yeah. it's one thing for you guys as a partnership to get in a room and try to come up with all that stuff. But I think it's better when somebody comes in and says, here are all the things you guys probably should be talking about. And let's just make sure that, you know, you talk about the right things and get clear on those correct things. And here are the things that are just standard for these types of, of arrangements, you can either choose to use them or not use them or whatnot. I mean, that was kind of the experience we went through was here's all this legal mumbo jumbo, but let's make sure that we you guys understand what you're getting into. And then what are all the different, you know, nuances of how you want this relationship to operate? Um, and, and I even know, like, I mean, there was one time that I was um, um you know, even doing like outside consulting or something like that, and and in 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 same with Steve, and it was like, well are we both in the same page that this is our main thing or are we saying that this is not our main thing? You know, and, and that was even, um, you know, it was in the operating agreement that said, you know, there obviously was no, you know, no arrangement that said you're 100% committed, cannot own any other businesses or can't be a part of anything else. Like that wasn't in the op agreement. So it kind of like we had to go back to the agreement and say, okay, well this is something that we said was okay. So we, I guess we're okay with it. Right. So, um, <laughs> you know, those are the things that you have to kind of, uh, you know, that if you can get somebody to unpack that for you and say, hey, here's the things that you probably will never, probably ever have to deal with, hopefully, but if you do, here's how it would work. Um, And, and I think too, like even in, in your situation, David, like the rose colored glasses of we're going to knock this out of the park and we'll exit this together. I mean, that is that is like a very, that is like one potential path that a partnership could go down. I mean, it could be, you know, somebody decides to, you know, for whatever move or, uh, you know, they get injured or they, something happens like that, that takes somebody out of the business. It's like, you know, how does, how does the, the, the business continue to operate? What rights do they have? All that kind of stuff. I mean, it's stuff you don't ever want to think about, but you know, if you, if you do it at the beginning, it can save a lot of pain and heartache <laughs> later.
1: Hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Probably still going to have
0: some heartache. <laughs> so you for mentioned, sure. um, you know, you, Relied a lot on Sheldon, your mentor in, in boot camp. You guys had um, some some time together in in kind of that one-on-one relationship. Uh, had you ever had a, a, a mentor, like a, another agency owner, that was kind of your uh, a mentor or somebody that you had got advice from, or was this kind of a, a first time that you had engaged in that kind of help?
1: Yeah, so I'd had other business owners kind of be people that I'd reach out to, and you know, I'd have somebody that. If I was dealing with a lead generation problem, then I'd have this business owner who was local that I would contact. And if I was having, you know, uh, an issue with some finances, I'd I'd reach out to this guy. But I never had someone that was intentionally pouring into me and into my business and, you know, looking at it from a thirty thousand foot view prior to that. And so, Sheldon was huge because, you know, as part of boot camp, we'd have those one on ones, and he just really saw I think that he saw the fire in me and said hey this is a guy that if if we get some systems right David's gonna take off and so as we did that he just kind of kept you know I'd come in to any kind of meeting with Sheldon and I'd, I'd ask really intentional questions and I'd just say hey tell me about this and 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 so you know, we would just jam pack an hour with intense conversation. It was never static, it was always pretty dynamic. I'm pretty sure that every session, Sheldon probably walked away, you know, in a one on one with me, going, Oh my word, he makes me talk anymore. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, man, I mean, it was new and it was, I mean, fundamentally and uh, absolutely something that I needed to do ages ago. I wish I would have because oh man like it transformed rethink it transformed my agency
0: and, and I you know I mean I mean we have uh, six actually seven people now on the mentor team and um, I, I don't get to hear about obviously every interaction that goes on and and it, it makes me so happy that he I mean from my impression pushed you outside of your comfort zone and and maybe pushed an issue to the forefront of this, you know, this partnership, which you might have on your own been willing to go a long time without ever really recognizing that, that was a, an issue. Like you probably would have had many, many symptoms for many years on that, but its it, it, it does make me happy to hear that he um, he pushed you outside your comfort zone because I feel like that's one of the most valuable aspects of when I've been mentored really well is when, you know, somebody kind of calls you out and says like, hey, what what's going on here? Like, I mean, I, I just think about when we started – This company, uh, I was working with with a a mentor. He was originally mentoring me on on sales, and you know I met with him every week for a couple of hours. and And we, um, over the course of that time, we started creating a lot of content and really started getting into kind of understanding sales systems. and And then I was teaching salespeople in my business, but also in other agencies how to sell. And, and that was stuff I was working with my coach on. And in one day he just kind of says, Hey man, like what's like, you're really passionate about this stuff over here. Like it looks like you're running two businesses. Like what do you want to be running two businesses? Like what's the deal with that? And, and it was like, Oh yeah. And then I, I, I feel like I, I went on my honeymoon and I thought about that. And I'm like, Oh my God, I need to like, I need to pick one of these businesses. And and that became, you know, the conversation that led to us finding a, a buyer for our agency and then, you know, and then rebuilding our business as a training and coaching company and and launching you gurus, which was a huge shift for me. A huge shift for me. You know, my identity was packed up in this other agency, you know, 12, 13 years in that business. And, and there was all sorts of emotional, you know, roller coaster that I went on through that. But it was that mentorship that said, Hey, what's going on? That outside perspective that said, you know, this doesn't add up to me. It's just something that you might want to look at. And it sounds like you kind of went through a similar thing where somebody just said, hey, this thing, like maybe you should just spend some time thinking about this. And then ultimately that that led to you making a, a big shift and, yeah. and 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 seeing your business, you know, three or four X within like a year. That's just crazy to me to, to hear that that just happened from one of these these one-hour conversations. Well, yeah, and I think the, the
1: overall... But I think that there is something bigger, though, too, Brent, that I, I want to talk about, which is one of the things that was fantastic and still is, you know, I I came to U Summit and, and talked with Sheldon some then, too, and just kind of catching up with him. Uh, and, you know, we've tried to connect outside of that as well. And one of the things that I realized, too, that Sheldon did so well, so often, was he would just see... You know, kind of to your mentor's point, like, hey, listen, um, you do this thing really, really well. Maybe you should do it more or maybe you should do it more outrageously, you know? And so Sheldon would always take these opportunities to be like, David, you're a little bit outrageous and you're not afraid to do anything. So maybe you should be more outrageous (laughs) and maybe do more things that are people are like, oh, my gosh, did he just do that? And so that led me to starting up a new business because I figured out a Legion tool that was crazy that no one was doing and it started working. And then I was like, you know what? I bet I can do this for other people, other B2B companies. And now that's like taking off. And so it's, it's interesting to me to kind of just have, I think about the impact that he had on my life, not only in the 10 weeks of boot camp, but the lessons that I'm still gleaning from the time that I had with Sheldon I mean, it's like a storehouse of wisdom and insight into myself and into my business that's helping us really progress to the places that I want to be.
0: I'm just picturing Sheldon right now listening to this episode and his 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 head growing uh, uh, uh just a little <laughs> bit bigger we We might have to we we're, we're planning the mentor retreat right now for for April or something like that, and we, we might have to make sure the doors are wide enough to uh to to let him in
1: oh <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe, and that's okay uh he deserves it he's worked hard so <laughs> that's awesome, yeah probably
0: I, I want to go back to something you mentioned earlier, which I think is um whether you intentionally did this or it was uh, just a lucky, uh, lucky tactic, you went back to your clients and you said, what do we do best? And you used your customer's to help you again get outside perspective because sometimes it's difficult I think when you're inside of the system to under I mean I think it's literally like a law of physics like if you're inside the system you can't understand the system like is something that physicists and mathematicians and stuff uh, say that you can't understand a system while you're in it um, and so you went to your clients to basically ask them what you did best was that something that you just thought was a good idea um, talk to me a little bit about that yeah, so I, I knew that I wanted to figure
1: out, you know, what, what is it that people, how, how do people see us, you know? And I knew that that was going to be something that was really vital to understand if we were going to make a big shift, like saying, hey, we're a full digital agency that does websites and even does print work from time to time, you know, like that does all these things to saying, hey, we only have this finite set of services. And if you want something else, I've got a, you know, a list of shops somewhere else. And I wanted to know from them, from their perspective, what did they think? When they think about us, what do they think? And so, yeah, it was super intentional, Brent, because it, it gave me a window into really how we're perceived by the people that pay us thousands of dollars every, every month and tens of thousands of dollars every year. So that we could scale up, and I'd even I'd be bold, and I'd just ask them questions. What do you want to see better? What do you want to see more of? What do you want to, you know, if if we could do something, what would you want us to do on top of the service that we already provide you? And that was that was fascinating. I mean, truly fascinating to discover, you know, that people were like, "Hey, listen, I don't really want a dashboard." you know, that there's all these great service, all these great softwares out there where you can have like a dashboard that they can just go check out every single day on their leisure time. And I found out from all of these um, these clients that we had, they're like, you know what, just, just send me a report the middle of the month tell me how the first through the 15th went and then send me a report at the beginning of the next month telling me how the previous month went. I, I want to look at things twice a month and I want the KPIs in that email. If you guys could put an infographic together, that'd be great. And so literally, that transformed our reporting. We saved money, Brent, because we stopped paying for a really expensive dashboard. I mean, and I still this is still something that I do. And so we're at this point in our business right now, and this is unique, but we don't lose clients for reasons that are within our control very often anymore. We do uh sometimes but for the most part it's like i had a a series of you know i had a a, a client who owned a, a number of uh, offices around here that they provided a, a medical service and so it was like 10 offices here in, in dfw well it was a husband wife partnership and they got divorced and so all of a sudden they like split the assets were selling it off like it was crazy so i lost a client for that reason i lost Uh clients because they mismanaged money. I lost clients because we grew them so large They got bought by somebody else and they brought in their own agency And so every time that those kind of situations have come about I've just asked those people that i've worked with, you know, because they had a good experience. Um, hey What what made you like? What did we do? Well, what did we not do? Well, what would you want us to see us do better or differently? Um, and I've tried to even do that with some clients that have fired us for reasons that were are within, we're, we're within our control, you know? Um, and sometimes I don't get great responses on that, but I'm always trying to learn. I'm always trying to get better. I think it's so valuable. And I think so many business owners, not just agency owners, but businesses in general, rarely take the time to ask their customers, their clients, Hey, what can we do to make ourselves better to serve you well? And,
0: and I don't know if it's, you know, in some cases, I don't know if it's the time it's holding people back. Maybe they are you know, don't want to hear the answer, or are a little scared to ask such questions. I mean, really, I know in the services business, I mean, relationships are—it's—it's—it's uh, it's, it's like a roller coaster ride sometimes. That maybe people are sitting there thinking to themselves, "Gosh, I don't—I don't really want to know the answer if I ask my clients how we're doing." <laughs> but I mean, I think I love that you—you know—not only are uh, uh, or if you are scared to ask them for that feedback that you're you're willing to face it and actually make changes and improve based on that feedback i think that the lesson learned that this helped you to uh, get rid of a whole bunch of services that weren't really adding value to your clients. Not only that, but get rid of maybe some some technology or some expensive licensing things that was an assumption that you guys were making that maybe you like dashboards, but your clients actually hate dashboards, which is separating the, you know, separating what you like from what your clients actually like, which is, um, you know, we, I feel like I went through a very similar thing. Like we really liked building our own platform, but when we actually talked to our clients, what they really liked was more time with their mentors. So we were like, okay, like we're spending, you know, 50 grand a month building our own software platform. Maybe we don't need to spend that money anymore. And we could reshift that to like focusing on our mentor team. So I think that that's, that's an important exercise to go through. I think if people are out there right now and you haven't asked your customers, what they think is your most valuable service or what you do best—that's um, probably a quick win or a place to at least start getting that feedback. I mean, it's not going to be the silver bullet, likely, but um, it, for you guys, it sounded like it was a, a leading indicator or one step in the journey to um, doing a really big shift in your business. So, congrats on that! Yeah, thanks, man, and absolutely, you're absolutely spot on. So, David, this has been uh, fantastic. I love we, we've we've touched on partners, uh, we've touched on. Uh, the power of mentorship in your business, um, your overall business model shift, and some of the the, the wins you've gotten there. Uh, are you ready for our lightning round? Yeah, let's do it, man. All right. What is the best advice you've ever received? Uh, the best advice I've ever
1: received personally was, "Rip it, like just go for it." You know, I I think so often, um, I will have this tendency to be like, oh, are people going to think that that's weird? Is that going to be over the top?" And what I've found is, uh, you know, when I go over the top, people notice us. People, stand, I stand out in people's minds. And uh, you know, example from that uh, was I went to a HR convention, like a human resources convention, and one of our niches is human resource uh, service providers. So we're not targeting the actual hr departments but the people that service them so i went to this convention and my target were the people that had booths and i uh, wore a suit and i had this huge like ha- hiking pack um and in the hiking pack was covered with stickers that said uh, ask me about soap operas and then inside <laughs> i had uh i had um and it had like our url landing page for the conference and then inside, I had shot glasses that said uh, "Working with HR Pros?" Question mark. Alcohol is required. Period. <laughs> and it has our our uh, URL on the other side. And so I just go up to these booths and I'd like hand out these shot glasses and start up conversations. And I got so much business from it, Brent, just because I was bold and I ripped it, man. And I was just like, you know what? Of course, I should go to an HR convention and hand out shot glasses because. It's counterintuitive to what everyone else will do and what they're thinking. So yeah, why not? It,
0: it, and I just like that earlier in our interview, you made a point of saying you, you are not, uh, if you guys had an HR uh, team, they would maybe not be happy with, with the behavior, <laughs> yet you serve the HR niche uh, and then you try to get them, uh, uh, you, you encourage their drinking habits, which I think is, is perfect. Uh, all right, David, which of your personal habits has contributed most to your success? Yeah, for me, I think personal
1: habit wise, um, man, it's just been this relentlessness. Um, I give myself, so as an entrepreneur and especially as an agency owner, man, it's so easy to have a bad day um, for no reason. And so, one thing that I've really been strategic about is to never allow a bad day to turn into two. And so, I just kind of have this ability. Honestly, Brent, and I, I, I do this intentionally where like I, I let myself have a bad day and I'm like, man, today sucks. It's miserable. And then I put my head down on my pillow before I go to bed and I go, okay, and now it's over. And so the next day I just wake up and I get after it again. And so that's really been key for us is just this ability for me to go, you know what? I'm not going to let yesterday define what I do today, good or bad. Um, yesterday's done and today's here and the present is now. And if I don't get after it, then we're not going to do and accomplish the things that we have set in our minds.
0: That's really powerful. Can you share an internet resource or a tool that you use that you think our listeners would find valuable?
1: Yeah. uh, So man, I love personally, I love buffer. Uh, there's a lot of different scheduling tools out there for social media. We have been using Buffer since they were quite small. So we actually got grandfathered into a really cheap, uh, price point there. And we think that their analytics are better than their competitors. And for the price point, it's really tough to beat as well. So huge fan of Buffer for social media scheduling.
0: And what book would you recommend and why? So we
1: actually have a series of three books that we give to all of our new staff members. And uh, we kind of call it the Rethink Bible. And uh, one of them is my favorite. It's called The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. And I love it because, uh, honestly, if you're looking to make a change in your business or make a change in your personal life, you know, it's going to come through a compound effect of the small things that you do day by day. And he just does a really great job of giving excellent examples of, hey, by just cutting out 100 calories a day over the course of two years, you'll lose like 30 pounds or whatever. I mean, it's it's really simple steps that he kind of gives as an examples of the difference it can make in your business and in your life. And so uh, after reading that book, I actually, and I read it several times, I lost 40 pounds um, ended up firing my business partner and ended up growing the business really large because I started setting up consistent habits um, that were small steps that add up over time.
0: That book uh, uh, has not yet been recommended so I always always find that a win when people bring new new reading materials to my, my list and uh, hope our listeners uh, appreciate that. We'll link out to those tools uh, as well as um, that book in our show notes guys so make sure you uh, check out our website at yougurus.com uh, click on podcast find this this episode here with David Valentine and you guys will have all that info uh, for you at your fingertips. And David, how can people find out more information about you? Yes,
1: you can go to rethink.agency. We uh, got that sweet URL. and Or you can shoot me an email at david at rethinkcreative.org. O-R-G. And Brent, I've also got this sweet deal that I wanted to throw out to That new company that I alluded to that I started, it's a creative direct mail uh, marketing company. Company and we actually send out creative mail pieces on your behalf or to uh, or for your clients and we're already starting to work with some pretty big name companies and we actually use it for the agency and it's helping us grow. So if people want more information about that, they can reach out to me or they can go to betterthanaletter.com.
0: Cool, man, and I'll. uh, I'm I'm excited to check out that service uh, as well. So you guys can can take a look at that. We'll also link to both of those services uh, or his website, his email, as well as. Um, that that new service, uh, David. Thank you notes. so much for stopping awesome. by Thanks. our program today. This has been a, a great conversation, great interview.
1: Yeah, no, I I, I really appreciate it, Brent. Uh, I love everything that YouGurus does and the space that you and and Steve and the mentors and your entire team creates for agency owners. It's a phenomenal community to be a part of, and. I love the opportunity to to speak and give a little bit back.
0: Awesome. Well, we're we're very uh, privileged to have you a member of that community. It was cool hanging out with you uh, this last year at U Summit. Hopefully, we'll see you out here uh, this this uh, this year again. We'll be announcing that uh, very very soon for our, our next U Summit 2018. So, uh, hopefully I'm already we'll-
1: signed, up. <laughs> yeah. I signed you already- up. I'm not lying. I signed up the the last day of U Summit. Uh, in 2017 i already signed up for 2018 paid in everything man so yeah i'll be there buddy
0: nice nice well we'll uh, stay tuned for those those dates we uh, we did sign a contract but uh, we'll uh, we'll announce that soon so david yeah thanks man for for stopping by today this has been fantastic um guys stay tuned for more great content coming at you every week here from you gurus on the digital agency show um until then i'm brent weaver Thanks again for tuning in to the Digital Agency Show. Before we close out, I wanted to check in on your answer to my question from the beginning of the episode. Are you stressed out, cash crunched, fed up with your business? Now, if you feel this way, you might think that you have a lead generation problem. Maybe that it's the area you live in or that this market has gotten too competitive. Maybe you think that your business can't be turned around. And I want you to think again. In my many years of experience, I can tell you now, it's something much deeper that you're likely not even aware of yet. It's like a client who says they need a website, Facebook ads, or a mobile app, when they don't even realize it's a deeper challenge that's blocking them from success. Now, if you'd like to find out what your deeper challenge is, then I want to invite you to apply for a strategy call where we're gonna dig into those underlying issues in your business and get you moving forward like never before. The aha moments that you're gonna have will shift the way you think forever, and you'll finally get the answers as to why your business hasn't taken off. The number one most important decision to rapidly grow your business starts by booking your YouGurus strategy call today. Go to uguruscom slash apply to start the application process for this free call. Once again, go to yougurus.com slash apply to get started. Thanks again for tuning in. Join us next week for another episode of the Digital Agency Show.